In this episode, we talk with Jordan Menard about his winning long-form copy approach to paid advertising. Jordan has done uh, paid advertising for the folks like Robert Kiyosaki, Ty Lopez, Dan Locke, Sam Ovens, and many more. Managed over $100 million in spend. Check out this episode. At the end of the podcast, he talks about how to think about paid advertising as a cash flow investment versus a cash grab investment for all you uh, internet marketers trying to buy Lambos off of their ear 50k a month ad spend don't do it listen to this episode with Jordan Menard it's awesomely entertaining enjoy they don't think about it from a cash flow perspective they think about it from a cash grab perspective and so they think that if they can just make the most profit as as quickly as possible that that, is amazing listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad, Poor Ad podcast. We're going to dive into kind of what's working, a really shitty ad, and then some kind of more financial tips, you know. So we have a very special guest today, Mr. Jordan Maynard, um, the creator of Traffic Pilot, the world's first preeminent digital marketing e-learning platform, and not to mention this guy's slanging some ads. But hey, Zach, you ready for this one? Yeah, man, I'm excited to have him on. I'm 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 a fanboy of Jordan's work. He's worked with some pretty pretty big names. knows knows the world of advertising. I think he's worked with like, gosh, anybody that's like in in <laughs> internet marketing biz up from Ty Lopez to Sam Ovens, Dan Locke, freaking Robert Kiyosaki, Jordan Belfort. Um, he's worked behind uh, the scenes of some pretty pretty big campaigns, and uh, I'm also excited to talk to him about what. What, what he's up to and working on uh, himself as well. So let's get him on the show. Jordan, what's good, man? Thanks for jumping on. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, pretty crazy to hear. Uh, you know, I, I always say that uh, people don't know me, but they've probably seen my work. So <laughs> when you hear who I've worked with on uh, the info marketing side, uh, yeah, that's really what I'm known for. But, um, you know, I like to do a lot of, a lot of different uh, stuff as well. I like it, dude. I mean, you were just touting the fact that you've probably spent over a hundred million on ads over your career over what, let me say the last five years. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yes. Five, six years. Um, and that's gone up and down and that's been over, you know, different platforms, everything from Google display, uh, uh, native, uh, Facebook. And, um, since I've started my Facebook agency, um, we really focus on Facebook and Instagram, but I still run Google search, YouTube, um, really any network uh, I, I can run on. See, one of the things that, that uh, I knew about Jordan before Jordan knew about me is I was impressed with Jordan's long copy skills. There's very few uh, people in, in, in media buying that can do long form creative well. Um, and most pretty much stick to short form just to get the click and, and make the funnel do the work. 
Uh, but Jordan, you know, I'm a fanboy in the sense that I think you do a better job of pre-qualifying the click than uh, the thousands of agencies <laughs> that I know of here <laughs> at Funnel Dash. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited so, to have you on the show. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, that's actually the name of my agency is Longform Creative Co. Um, yeah. <laughs> <No way. laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's like the perfect like segue I've ever heard. You could not have done that better. It's like you're psychic, but um, yeah, that's the name of my agency is Longform Creative, and um, we, you know, I think it's pretty obvious what we specialize in. Um, and people always ask me, you know, a lot of ecom guys, right? They're like, uh, dude, Longform like copy doesn't matter. It's all the image. It's all that. I'm like oh, is it really? Or are you just saying that because you're not making the images, right? You're just someone else is doing <laughs> well, the hard part. In e-com, you can get away with crap copy, right? It's it's so sure, visceral. Sure. It's so, but, it, but it's I, so cr- yeah. But, but I, in, I, the, in the I niche... Have evidence I got evidence on this. Of course so you I, do. Someone you, was saying you that... Op- <laughs> yeah. Someone was saying no, that... No, no, no. Someone Shut was up. saying that... This argument, right? That it, it doesn't copy doesn't matter for ecom. So I was like, let me write an ad. I wrote an ad for them. It was selling beef jerky, and I made a dynamic creative with an angle. It was way longer than anything they had, but I told a story about beef jerky. I tied the craziest stuff into that story. Before you knew it, you were ordering a bag of beef jerky, supporting the troops, and being a good patriot American. You know, all of that was just buying beef jerky. And wouldn't you know that ad? hit at like 5.5 my buddy hit me back and he's like what's up scale daddy that that beef jerky dynamic creative you made is at a 5.5 row ads and so that's a story of how copy does matter now you can get away with it but that doesn't mean that you can approach your actual ceiling yes love it i love it we're getting into it man this is getting thick let's just dive into it man like what's the rich at what's working right now let's break it down Yeah. So right now, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't mean this is going to sound like a very arrogant statement, but we have a lot of ads that are working, right? I could have shown a lot of things. Oh, yeah. um, I decided to talk about uh, a webinar ad. Um, like you said, I'm known for info marketing. So I had an ad that was with uh, Bob Crocker and Adrian Morrison. And uh, the angle is called My Friend Adrian. And in less than a year, this ad has made about $2 million, literally one ad. I spend between five and, you know, three to seven a day, depending on, you know, what, what the marketplace is like. And I'm pulling anywhere from seven to 20, um, just an automatic webinar funnel. Now, the whole thing here is I tested so many ads against this, and this one always wins. And the headline is very simple. My friend Adrian is an e-com genius. And the ad starts by saying, when I first thought, you know, when I used to think about e-commerce, my mind immediately went to Jeff Bezos. Why wouldn't it? Amazon took like 28% or what, some, I forgot what the actual percentage, it's way higher. Amazon took like, you know, some massive place or massive percentage of the marketing um, until I met my friend, Adrian Morrison. Now, I'm not selling anything. I'm telling a story. You have no idea what the product is. You have no idea what my pitch is. I get into that later. But that was the best performing ad we had. And how I want to kind of kick this off on what's working for me is not focusing on what that specific ad, but the general narrative that we adopt, which is 
create better angles, look at marketing from a big picture standpoint and the ads as the outlet or the amplifier for all of the business efforts and the, the creative efforts you do on the back end. That's where the needle is actually moved. Too many people focus on one single hack or one single element or because it worked over here, it should work over here. When the reality is you need to be making new creative with the purpose of entertaining people before you ask for their money, right? It's the same thing that Joe Rogan does. Joe Rogan, in the world of content creation, everyone is making mindless dribble that's really short. Look at TikTok, right? Those, the whole content platform is centered around videos that don't have any substance. In this sea of meaningless, you have very rare creators like Joe Rogan who are super, super long form yet they're capable of monetizing at a way higher. It's just not even close, right? And how does that happen? It's because Joe, Joe Rogan's podcast is worth money because so many people listen to it and so many people will buy what Joe Rogan says to buy because he created content that he thought was interesting. He genuinely believed it was the best content. And so many media buyers are trying to just appease the masses and only think about the click and totally forget that that's a real person behind that CTR. That is a real person with a life, with problems, with political views, the whole thing. And when you look at your marketing from that perspective, you're always going to win. And you won't be a one-trick pony. Well, let's wrap up on that. That's pretty good stuff. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> going to church, going to marketing church today. I love it. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so good. That is so good. So this <laughs> I love it, man. I mean webinar ads are difficult, right? Like so this this ad was a webinar ad, long form. It was I mean, was it a video? It was the image? Like like what so was the I, actual I image behind name, it? Yeah, I used that name creative. So it's okay. um, video image. I want to maximize the amount of real estate that I can buy. So vertical images, everything. Um, but yeah. it's all centered around the angle. Now we had some kickouts. Uh, to be honest, in this one, images actually work better than video. And that happens in webinars pretty often. Um, but the, the media is centered around being congruent with the angle. So there's a video of Bob and Adrian talking that crushed. There's an image of Bob and Adrian standing in front of the the... Uh, the desk that they did the presentation and that one outperformed the video. So as long as the media is congruent with the angle, I don't think it's reliant upon a single type. I think uh, both are the best. Oh my gosh, that's so refreshing. I love it. I love it. I'm such a fan. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out AdCard. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, and you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your client's ad account. And before AdCard, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very 
difficult ask, and then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. All right, let's dive into it. Let's, let's talk oh, about is, some, some is, fails. Is let's it time? It. It's time. It's time. Oh, gosh. Break it out, Dylan. So Jordan, us- I just sent you an image on Messenger, man. I want you to just give us your first thoughts on this ad. Yes. Right. And Zach, you already know our biggest fan, Alibaba. <laughs> Class- um, these guys are uh, these guys are going to sponsor our podcast for oh. worst ads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Now is this some straight that fire or some straight shit? <laughs> Straight fire. Um, I mean, it, it, I really love the minimalistic approach that they've used here. Um, yeah, no, this is uh, this is horrible. I can only imagine that this was like a dynamic creative malfunction or a dynamic product ad malfunction. Um, but either way, the image is so useless. It's incredible. And the best part was, is I found this on the Facebook ads library, just scrolling through all their active ads. And once I saw you can buy rocks for starting at $0, I was hooked immediately. So, I mean, you know, a strong headline. (laughs) You're not, you're not. (laughs) You should see Dylan's news feed, Jordan. Dylan, like, just gets trolled around around Facebook. Facebook's making money off like off of off of Dylan's newsfeed. Off Dude, these I'm ads. boosting so many click through rates; it's just stupid, you know. Oh my but, gosh! Yeah, definition of a shit ad, you know. CPC. Literally the, the yeah, CPC is the headline. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm like, oh what is gosh. that? And what what product could is that it even be for? It's gotta be coal or rocks or some Santa giveaway thing. It comes with four stockings too. Fun fact. No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, All right. That was that was a breath of fresh air. Thank you, Dylan. (laughs) Thank you, Dylan. All right, Jordan. (laughs) Let's let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. All right. So, you know, the show really hangs at the intersection of finance and marketing. So, Jordan. Give us some juicy principles, advice around scaling ads, whether it's managing budgets, whether it's you know thinking about funding ad spend. Tell tell us how you think about this, both from the agency, you know, media buyer's perspective, but also how you're thinking about it for your own um, brands. What are some do's and do nots when it comes to funding and and uh, investing in ads? Sure. So um, I think the biggest thing is uh, people will take the money they make from ads and then like go buy a Lambo. Um, when <laughs> the money, the money that you make from ads is essentially energy, right? If you just keep pouring back into the machine, as opposed to doing something that makes you appear rich, you can actually build something that has longevity. 
But what a lot of people do with ads is they don't think about it from a cash flow perspective. They think about it from a cash grab perspective. And so they think that if they can just make the most profit as, as quickly oh, as possible, that, that that's is that. amazing. Oh, I love that soundbite. I'm so sorry to interrupt you just in your mid river flow. But investing no in ads is all about cash flow and not a cash grab. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's so right. good. So money. Thank you. Thank you. That and will be the so episode soundbite. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to say anything better for the rest of it. Don't. So let's just, I agree. Like, let's call it there. I've definitely peaked. Um, but, you know, so on that note, it's like, People don't look at ads in, in, in the right way really ever, right? People look at ads as like, oh, this can solve the problem of, you know, that I'm not getting, let me, let me rephrase this. People that run ads, they would rather build, you know, a bunch of new campaigns with three ad sets instead of two with day parting rules and a A-B test between target cost and cost cap to get that 0.3 better row ad. When in actuality, they should be thinking of how can I offer my product in a way that makes people think it's a great deal. And so people are, are mis- they're approaching the entire pro- like idea of what advertising is for uh, in a bad way. And so then they'll take money that they made from ads and buy something that doesn't have any ability. No, it's not an asset. They just throw it away in something. And then when the platform changes or the offer goes stale, that financial situation they've got themselves into now will hinder them for the next 10 years, as opposed to just being a small blip in which they can get up. If you look at companies that are extremely successful, like Apple, they have hundreds of billions of dollars on reserve in cash. Now, they pay out their executives, but they understand that cash flow is necessary to weather the storms that allow you to make the bigger profit. And seeing advertising as a player in that game, as opposed to something that can just make you a bunch of money to put in your pocket, is the difference between great advertisers and people who are at the victim or who are at the whim of the platform. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh man, that's so good. I love it. <clears throat> what else? I'm learning just Jordan, stuff, Jordan, what? Like- what, what else do you want to say, man? Let's just let's just give you like another 10 minutes. Like talk about whatever you want on the podcast because you're just spitting gold. <laughs> All right. Um, so All right, man. It's your podcast. What, what, I'm most what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm dropping an album. It's a super stick mixtape. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> I, what, <laughs> uh, no, so what I'm most interested in right now is, uh, and you know, the things that like, um, are really, you know, I, I'm a big believer. It, all right, let me phrase it like this. Uh, Pablo Picasso says that uh, I know of no other way to produce a great work than great periods of solitude. And his point being is the only way to do something really, really cool is to spend a good amount of time by yourself working on it. And so that sounds good in theory, but how do we do that? And so when I started some projects about a year ago that I didn't know would devour my whole life, but they did, um, I didn't, you know, deep work was the name of the game. And it was that all day, every day. But I found that when I would sit down to do six hours of work, I constantly got distracted. 
I would be, I would go on Instagram, I'd be scrolling Facebook and I didn't know why it was almost like I mindlessly just went and did it. And, you know, I, I couldn't figure it out. So I started reading a bunch about this and found that basically my brain was the victim of unearned dopamine loops. And a good example of an unearned dopamine loop that's very obvious would be like a smoker, right? A smoker will tell you when they're stressed, they need to smoke a cigarette to calm down. Now, that's like saying I need to drink a cup of coffee to calm down. Like tobacco is a stimulant, right? It gets you up, but they still find relief, relief from it. That's because there's a dopamine release in the brain when you smoke the cigarette and you're chasing that. And it, that provides you a high, right? So that's an obvious one. A less obvious one is the result of why I was constantly distracted when doing deep work. And that was things like Instagram, right? Instagram gives you a dopamine release that makes you entertained without doing anything to deserve that reward. Our brain used to get dopamine from like hunting elk for four hours, right? That's a very, you know, the dopamine <laughs> release is only at the end. It's only when you do something productive. Now we can get it just looking at Instagram. Our brain interprets dopamine in binary, i.e. it has it and wants more or it doesn't have it and doesn't want to do it. So I was trying to do something that was super valuable, but couldn't focus because I had so many unearned dopamine loops in my brain that at the most, even the most productive work was impossible compared to scrolling Instagram or Reddit. So I threw away my phone literally for three months, just got rid of it. And wouldn't you know it, those problems went away. When I brought, when I reintroduced my phone back into my life, it didn't have any power. And now I forget it all the time. I leave it on airplane mode most of the day. And so if you can solve those issues as an entrepreneur, you will figure out the things that are preventing you from succeeding at a massive scale. And these are the things that make you successful in an almost self-fulfilling prophetic type manner, right? It's like, how did, like you, you, you ever seen someone and you just know they're successful? This is what I'm talking about. You can reprogram your brain to be that person, but you have to be willing to go the lengths to do it. And I think that if people focused on these things, they would find their whole business model is a pull as opposed to a push. Ooh, that was deep. I just got some dopamine off that. That was awesome. Thank you. Sure. That was amazing. <laughs> that's so yeah, good. dude. That, that was, uh, and yeah, wow. that's the whole point. You know, you got to get that. Gotta get that dopamine release, baby. That's great. No, we 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 you know we we gave you the floor, and that's where you went. So I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, Jordan, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for opening up. Like I, uh, I will definitely have you back on. Heck, maybe even have you on as a co-host, and you can invite some of your dopamine friends. I don't know, but. <laughs> Where can people get in touch? Yeah. What, what, like, what, uh, how can people get in touch? What are you up to next? Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, trafficpilot.com. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, you know, like, like we said in the beginning of the show, but, um, I, I, when I, you know, I've been on the back end of so many courses. When I decided to build one on my own, I realized that, you know, if I'm going to do this, it has to work. And so I thought about why people aren't successful. And the answers were because of things like I just said. I could teach them all the CBO hacks, all the ad hacks, everything, and they would still fail because they're not successful people. Traffic Pilot addresses that root cause. 
uh, week three, or sorry, week one, day three actually teaches you how to, to do a, a digital fast, how to do a social media fast, reprogram your mind. And um, the whole thing, you know, most courses are on Kajabi. I had to make my own platform because of all the gamification and things and features that I wanted to ensure that if people bought this course, it would actually change your life. It's thinking about the long term instead of the short term. And so uh, Traffic Pilot became that thing. And uh, we just released it. The initial beta has gone extremely well. Everyone that has purchased it loves it. Um, it comes with lifetime membership to my group where I go live every Monday. And basically, if you want to learn how to master traffic, if you want to learn how to trade attention for money, trafficpilot.com, uh, you can start with a free training. And yeah, that's the best way to reach me. That is so cool, man. I mean, you see, so like incorporated gamification and dopamine hits into your training for media buyers, right? Like, essentially, you're uh, like training up full stack agencies, media buyers, like anybody who wants to learn Facebook, Google ads, like they should go to trafficpilot.com. They should go to trafficpilot.com. It's the same gamification that makes people waste their time used to, uh, for self-improvement. Mm. Uh, it flips the script. Wow, that is amazing. So if you don't know how to read or if you uh, you know just have a struggle <laughs> paying attention or just suck at life, there's hope for you. Uh, go to trafficpilot.com. I love it. Jordan Menard, everybody. Awesome, guys. Give it a round of applause. so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ad podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoorad.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ad book to learn more about the book go to richadpoorad.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.